Hosted by Gray Jones, the TV Writer Podcast is brought to you by Script Magazine and ScriptMag.com, the leading source for script writing information in print and on the web. And by Final Draft Script Writing Software, the entertainment industry standard for script writing worldwide. This is Gray Jones, and I want to welcome you to the TV Writer Podcast, partner of Script Magazine, episode 20 for Monday, May 2nd, 2011. This is part two of our exciting roundtable discussion on social media and the writer. If you are entering at part two, don't do it. You gotta watch part one first, because this is a direct continuation of part one. So if you haven't seen part one, please go to tvwriterpodcast.com and find part one. It'll be right up at the top. Watch that first, and then you can come back for part two. But if you already watched that one, then welcome! And I'm going to introduce you to our panel, Joshua Stecker from Script Magazine, and Jeannie Bowerman, and Jamie Livingston from Script Chat are joining us in our roundtable discussion. I'm not going to do the full intros because we did that last week, but uh, we're going to pick it up. I'm going to replay the last comment from Jeannie as she was talking about meeting Joshua in New York and what she was bringing to the meeting um, to pay it forward. So here we go. My writing partner works for the, he's the senior national correspondent of the Wall Street Journal and um, Pulitzer Prize winner. And so I immediately thought, well, hot damn, if Josh is going to come to New York and I'm going to meet him for coffee, I'm going to introduce him to a Pulitzer Prize winner. Like, what journalist wouldn't want to meet one, you know? And mm-hmm. and and then so I got Doug to come up from Atlanta, and we all had lunch together, and that's where our friendship, and the first time we started talking about my, you know, doing some sort of blog post for, for a script mm-hmm. um, happened. But it's, you know, because I was purposely thinking – what can I, what can I just, what little nugget can I do for him? Like that might just make it a fun day for him beyond just, you know, us getting together and having coffee. And I try whenever I can to do that, you know, to what, you know, this is what I can do for you in exchange or, or let's think about what we both have to offer and bring to the table. And how can we find some synergy here? That's not just beneficial to me, but that's also beneficial to you. I'm a very big believer in that. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a, that's a great lesson in, in any kind of networking. People love to talk about themselves and any chance you get to focus on them will give them a good impression about you. It's, 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 it's an amazing thing at a party. You could have a 30-minute conversation with somebody, and if you let them talk the entire time, they'll go and tell people how wonderful you are. That's so true. Especially yes, in this yeah. town, man. <laughs> yeah, this like, town, me in Los Angeles, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and so because I think a lot what a lot of happens, and, and obviously we're talking about things like the average budding writer probably doesn't know a, a lot of people in the industry, and is very new at this. And mm-hmm. and I, I do encourage you to check out resources. One one that really really helped me was How to Make It in Hollywood by Linda Buzzle. Amazing amazing book. Um, not just applicable to Hollywood. I've used all of the techniques in Toronto, and they're they're incredible. Um, but it, when you um, get a chance to meet one of these people, or even uh, I, a lot of people will, if they're in the same city as you, will go out for coffee with you. Um, 
and uh, and I encourage you to do actual per like this is not just for for online. If you ever have a chance to set up a personal meeting, absolutely do it. Mm. You'd be amazed yes. at the number of people who are willing to have coffee with you um, and to just chat. When you have a chance to get with that person, you're asking questions. You're not pitching. You're not um, saying, okay, finally, I have a chance to give them my script. Um, ask questions, ask, 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 and, and find out about them, find out about their take on the industry, everything that they know. And at the end of the, the, the talk, you say, what should I do? Tell me where to go. Do you have one or two other people that you can get me in touch with um, that will help? Um, as long as you have that attitude of, of giving and finding out and not taking, it gives people mm -hmm. a much, much better impression of you. Um, I have another uh, book suggestion. It's, mm -hmm. called, it's called Good in a Room, How to Sell Yourself and Win Over Any Audience by Stephanie Palmer. Uh, it it um, is kind of industry. Um, it's not like specifically for the movie industry. It's for anything. I mean, if you want to sell your product, if you just want to sell yourself, it's it's an absolutely incredible book. Everybody I've recommended it to is re-recommends it to their friends highly. So that's a good book too. It also teaches you, like you said, to listen instead of talk. Mm -hmm. Great suggestion. Um, so now uh, we, we're, uh, we're hitting the hour point um, and we still have a few things that I really, really, really want to cover and they are some resources. Um, we're going to talk first about a Twitter-based resource, then a Facebook-based resource and a couple other resources online. And the Twitter-based resource is ScriptChat. So um, I'm going to open the Yay! floor to Jamie and Jeannie and tell <laughs> us about ScriptChat. Well, ScriptChat started... And, it, and I have to give 100% credit to WriteChat because if it hadn't been for WriteChat, this never mm -hmm. would have happened. Uh, Jeannie had actually invited Zach Sanford and I to um, WriteChat. And it is a fantastic chat, but it just wasn't for us because we were primarily screenwriters. And then between the three of us, we thought, we kind of tweeted back and forth and said, hey, you know what? Let's do something specific to screenwriting. And ScriptChat was born. Yeah. And then we pulled in um, Mina Zare uh, in London because we started having a lot of European script chatters saying, hey, we, I mean, you know, just write screenwriters saying, hey, we want this at a better time slot for us so, so we don't have to stay up till one o'clock in the morning to participate. And so we started just two weeks into it, started a European time slot. But basically what we do is we meet every Sunday at either 8 p.m. in, you know, global time for the Euro chat or 8 p.m. Eastern time, which is 5 um, Pacific. And every week, every Sunday night, we meet and we have a different topic every week. Tonight, we're talking about um, handling feedback from reaction to rewrite. And actually, um, that, when this airs, that won't be the topic. Oh, that will be that will be passed. But this last, night, last week's topic <laughs> was last week's topic. <laughs> topic. I should look up and see what next week's topic is, um, which I will. But um so we get together really, here's, and here's the thing, what happens in a lot of writer chats and, and with a lot of people in craft, talking about craft, they tend to get a little bit, there's a little bit of an ego that comes into play about, you know, my way of doing it is better than your way of doing it. I like to just write free form with no outline. And, you know, there's a little bit of judgment sometimes that, that comes across in the tweet. Well, um, not with us because I will smack you down if you do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> We we basically say, bring your tequila and leave your ego behind because I don't care how seasoned you are. I don't care, you know, what your experience is. There's always something to learn. 
And so we prefer people come to the table being humble and open to learning, you know, a different, different philosophy, different viewpoint, different tip. Um, and everybody does. And there's this, people are so incredibly supportive. And if somebody tweets out something about having a problem or being stuck on something, you bet they're all jumping all over it trying to help them and get past whatever the hurdle is. It's just this incredible community. And, and some indie filmmakers pop into it too. And we, we have lots of guests, produced writers. Um, again, I feel like I'm, I'm just like, you know, Dana Brunetti's chick here, but he popped in on a, on a three, you know, 30,000 feet in the air, you know, talk to, do, about to when guest Jane, on the chat. Talk about when Jane did the last Jane Espenson, um, during a Euro chat, they were talking about TV writing and one of the Euro chatters tweeted out to Jane Espenson, Hey, it would be really great if we could get you on tweet on script chat sometime. And this was the Euro time slot is, you know, hours before the USA one. Mm-hmm. So a couple hours later, she saw the tweet and tweeted back and said, I'd love to be on script chat. What do I do? And so I tweeted her back and I said, Hey, the Euro- the American chat starts in like an hour. You know, it was like an hour, hour and a half or something. We're talking about TV writing. Do you, do you want to join us? And she's like, absolutely. And even with just an hour and a half's notice, she was on, gave us the full hour, gave advice. She was incredible. And that's the kind of person that's out there on Twitter, you know, and you never know what happens on script chat. You never know who's going to pop in. John August popped in on our very first chat. Wow. And it's, you know, it's, You'd, we'd love to get him back, like for a real hour long. You hear you that, know? John? <laughs> yeah. 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 Please, please, please. <laughs> yeah, I did a little begging of that on um, on uh, the script the script magazine. So we have we have no problem groveling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you 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 have not if you ask not. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and you know and and I I think I found you through Script Mag. Um, and the TV writer podcast. And I mean, if you read any of my tweets, you know that I'm a fan <laughs> and, you know, um, and those little, and, and that comes from being in groups like script chat. And, and, um, I have on my, uh, tweet deck, I have a, a column that has a search, which is just script chat. So anything that comes up where someone has used the hashtag script chat, because even though the, the main chat is one hour on Sunday nights, you can use the hashtag at any time to ask questions, to give feedback, um, to meet other screenwriters. And, and it's always, you know, people use it all day, all the time. And definitely have that column if you have tweet chat or some other form, um, like Hootsuite or something and, uh, and see what's going on, even though it's not that one hour during script chat on Sunday night. And unlike Script Magazine, we we have a, we have a Script Chat account, and all all five of the Tree Fort members have the password for the account. I tend to typically run it, but I don't. I don't. I'm really bad at following everybody back. I sort of just put out a tweet the other day that just said, "I give up. If you want to talk to us, as long as you use the Script Chat hashtag, we will respond to you." You know? Yeah, it's but tough. It's, I, it's just. It is tough. It's really hard. I don't know how you do it, Josh. <laughs> you know what? You, you know how you can do it, Jeannie, on Script Chat? Go to socialoomph.com and you can auto-follow back on Script Chat and then you don't have to worry about just put in the Script Chat um, Twitter name and it will. And you can set it up to auto-follow anybody who follows Script Chat. 
and then you don't have Even to worry bots. about it. Do you know about that, Joshua? <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I've 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 heard of it. Just I tend to like to, I like to do it organically because I like to vet people most of the time instead of yeah. doing the whole autopilot yeah. thing. Yeah. But yeah, I know that, that those things exist. Yeah, and they're yeah. very effective. Yeah, and be be aware that there are people. Um, actually, I've I've seen this advice online. One of the Twitter strategies now is if you want to gain followers, just randomly follow as many people as possible, and some of them will follow you back. And so I don't know about you, but I've seen a lot higher percentage lately of totally disassociated people like who have nothing to do with writing, nothing to yeah, do with anything too. I do, following just in the hopes that they'll get more followers, and then they'll unfollow you later. Um, That's half yeah. my follower count, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah. use a twin uh twin follow at all? Yeah. Yeah. You? No, I, I do. Absolutely. Yeah, I use that all the time. That's all I mean I use that. It's funny to see cuz you'll get somebody who'll follow you one day and then they'll unfollow you the next day. It, like drives me nuts. Yeah. yeah. You don't have that. It's 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 twin is it T T W unfollow I think or yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah. Dot com. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you can go in and see um and you can set up an account, and then when someone unfollows you, you can set it up so that you get an email, and you can unfollow them back. Yeah, it's twinfollow.com. Oh, I, I, uh, I do have one. It's it's a different one. I can't remember the name of it, um, but it, it aggregates them. So every week or two, I get an email that has a whole bunch of them, and I manually go through and do that. Um, so just to, before we move on, uh, logistically... Um, just to explain, if, if somebody's not that familiar with Twitter or hasn't been on Twitter yet, uh, what you would need to do to take part in Script Chat is um, you would first need a Twitter account, which is really, really easy to set up. And you don't actually have to tweet to have an account. You can just set it up just for um, this kind of thing. Um, and then if you have a, a desktop program or a pro- program on your mobile device to access Twitter, and there's a whole bunch of them avail- available. One of the best ones is TweetDeck. And TweetDeck, what it lets you do is set up an entire column that is just one specific specific topic. And the way you access that is when we say it's a hashtag, a hashtag in Twitter is a pound sign on your keyboard and then the word. So pound script chat is the hashtag script chat. And when you set set it up, or just search for that that hashtag, set it up in your tweet de- deck or your other Twitter application, then it will only show you the tweets anywhere in the world where somebody has used that particular hashtag. And so it's really easy to do. Yes, whether you're following the person or not, it shows. Yeah, whether you're following the person or not, and that, and actually, it's a great way to find people to follow. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. And another way to do when you're to participate in the chat is if you go to tweetchat.com slash room slash script chat. They're all, all that information's like we have a whole tab on our website on how to participate in the chat. And, um, it's called scriptchat.com. And if you go into the tweet chat room, you don't have to keep adding the hashtag script chat to your tweets to be seen in the, um, to have your tweets seen. Um, it'll automatically add that for you which makes it a lot easier when you're in a real because these chats can get really busy Hmm. um so that's another that's that's the way i do it i I participate through tweet chat and then i keep my tweet deck open so that i can see the mentions to me the people who are talking to me so that i can respond to them it would be really nice to have script mag as a guest on um script chat some night yeah Yeah, anytime you want to pop on josh (laughs) and if you have something you want to pimp, like, you know, like when you have like contests or whatever it is you want to do. 
Yeah, you're always, always welcome. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I think, I think it would be good for you. I mean, just uh, maybe there's people out there who don't know just what Script Mag has to offer and, you know, telling them face to face, if lack of a better term, I think would be the chat would be a great place to do that. Yeah, I'd love to have it open up just to have people ask questions, you know, because I mean, we're pretty, I like to be as transparent as possible and tell you, you know, the, uh, you know, the the fun and the not so fun and the, the stories and the trenches and all that stuff that goes on with the magazine. Cause there are a lot of good ones. But um, we should do it. We should do it like a week after you have one of those award shows when you're in the press room. Oh, that <laughs> and then the next week, yeah, the next week no. you can come on and tell us what it was really like. <laughs> oh, man. It's a lot less glamorous than a lot of trouble. Think. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> That's for darn sure. Cool. So script chat Sunday nights, definitely take advantage of that. And also just any day of the week, um, use that hashtag and you'll, you'll get some great, great stuff. Um, we'll move on to another resource. This one is Facebook based and we heard a little bit about, of, about it in a recent podcast with Karen Walton, but this one is Inc. Canada. Now, Inc. Canada is not just for Canadians. There's, there's literally, I mean, lots of people, um, are connected to this Facebook group from, um, the states and around the world. Um, all you do to, to connect is you, you, when you're on your Facebook in the search field at the top, just type in Inc. Canada, I N K Canada, all one word. And, um, and you'll see it, Inc. Canada, Facebook edition, click to it and you'll see what's there. Um, there's a, a wall, like a main feed where the, um, the moderators will, um, post, uh, important news links, helpful articles, um, a lot related to the Canadian scene, but also general writing resources. And if you have something that, uh, that is helpful to the rest of the group, you can post it on the wall there. And then there's also, um, discussion groups and there are some lively discussions that go on where, um, they, they post topics and tons of writers from all over will enter these discussion groups. It's, it's run much more like a forum. As compared to the the uh, script chat, one of the things about Twitter, which is, uh, I mean, there's pros and cons about Twitter. One of the cons is that if you're not there at the right time, you can miss a tweet and mm -hmm. never find it again. Uh, technically, there's probably a way to find it, but my experience is um, after a few hours, good luck. Um, and so it's the kind of thing where if I go on at seven o'clock, I'm going to see the tweets that are, you know, from say five or six o'clock and onward but I'm not going to see what came out earlier in the day. And a lot of things are retweeted. A lot of information comes again. But Facebook, one advantage of Facebook is that, say, for instance, when um, a, a message goes on, on, on the wall and you, you've liked that Facebook group, it's in your feed. Whether you see it today, later on today, tomorrow, it's there for you to see. Um, these discussion groups are, are very, very much the same way that it's, it's run like a, f a forum online where once you enter the discussion, number one, you'll get email notifications any, anytime somebody replies to that particular topic. You can actually follow the thread of people who've discussed that topic. And, um, and again, it's a great way to interact with writers because what happens is you engage in a discussion with a very specific person, everybody who is engaged in that discussion now gets these emails notifying them of these responses. You show yourself to be intelligent and respectful. There's a very good chance that you can set up great relationships that way. Um, and again, so this is not just for Canada. It's for 
um, anybody who wants to to take part in that, I, I uh, encourage you to do so no matter where you are. And also another thing they do is they sponsor or uh, they sponsor events and they also help promote events. One of them is Ink Drinks, which happens at various Canadian cities. Uh, I just had one this last weekend where a lot of writers come out and just share some beers together. Um, and then they also help promote um, other events related to the Canadian scene. So um, really, really, really interesting Facebook-based option for connecting with cool writers. And, um, and I would mention that, that uh, almost all of the interviews now that I get for the TV Writer Podcast are coming from either Facebook or Twitter. Yeah, I know. I've been no help. I know. I know. I got people. <laughs> yeah, but, I got one for you. I talked to you about this week, actually, but that's a whole other topic. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Cool. It's a good problem to have, but um, I literally have a, a really full slate of interviews just from people that I've connected with on, on Twitter and Facebook. That's always a happy problem. Definitely. It's actually how I found you because I went to listen to a podcast of uh, on Tim Stabinski mm -hmm. from Wolf Canyon. Yeah. Yeah, some very cool stuff. And and I, and I would say, again, to the U.S. viewers, listeners, um, that please don't think that just because that Canadian series was not in your country that they don't have important things to say and, and things you can learn from. Um, I, I'm sure you guys can attest to the fact that, that those Canadian writers have had some incredible things to say. And, and actually, because the scene is yes. a little tougher in Canada, they're much more entrepreneurial, which I think mm -hmm. is, is an attitude that helps any beginning writer. I agree. I, I've listened to every single one that you've done on a TV writer series and uh, it doesn't matter if it's Canada or not. It, it all, it's all the same medium and it, it, the interviews are incredibly informative. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. So now, um, another resource that we're going to move on to is script magazine. No, oh, that's Joshua, good. Why, Yay. So, Joshua, why don't, why don't you take the floor a little bit and share not just um, social... I mean, start with the social networking, and you've talked about that a little bit, um, but also what else is available kind of online-ish? Well, since I work the website, um, basically I run the social media aspect, and I run the um, website, scriptmag.com. And the print product is completely different from the website. Although we have a digital subscription... Uh, what you find in the actual printed magazine, you, for the most part, won't find on the website, which will change soon, but that's a whole other issue. Um, but we focus a lot on the website on basically, um, we have a, a select group of columnists that write, Chad Gervich writes a great primetime column uh, on scriptmag.com that focuses on TV writing, but um, he's actually branched out and talked about a lot of different topics uh, pertaining to writers that seems to draw a lot of controversy. Um, his <laughs> columns are, are probably, uh, if I think they are the highest viewed uh, columns on the site right now because he likes to spur controversy. I mean, the last one we ran, uh, or a couple of weeks back, we ran one where he basically criticized the product that Final Draft puts out uh, called Script Expert. He, he basically wrote a piece on um, uh, script coverage and how mm -hmm. he's against it. And that seemed to draw a lot of people out of the woodworks. And he's written pieces in the past about, like, should you move to L.A.? Uh, you, do you have to move to L.A. to become a screenwriter? And he has strong opinions. And that's what you're going to find mostly on the website are people with strong viewpoints and strong opinions, which is a lot different from the editorial slant that we have in the print product. Uh, Genie's column, which is great, uh, Balls of Steel, which I know it took a long time to get get going. But now that it it, it it's up and running, I think it, it's amazing. And um, 
The one thing about Genie's column that I like is that it's inspirational. Hmm. And a lot of people are getting that um, from her. And not because what she not because she's trying to spout inspiration, but because she's telling her story and what she's been going through and what she's done to nurture her career. And people are taking from that and applying that to themselves, which is something that uh, I think is really important, especially to our, our screenwriting community. You know, the majority of people who read Script Magazine who use Final Draft because they are our parent company are, you know, for the most part, probably unproduced, probably trying to get their, their, their foot in the door, talented, but just haven't, you know, made their way in. And we are that... You know, I don't want to say we're the key to helping them, but we are one of the the tools that they can use to apply to their career and hopefully succeed at it. Um, and that's kind of what we feel is is like kind of the mission statement with Script Magazine. You know, we, while Final Draft is the number one screenwriting software and ninety plus percent of the industry uses it, and it you know that's that's one thing. And I'm I'm not here to pimp the software, but Script Magazine, by proxy, is the other tool where you can learn from and that can make your writing that much better by listening to the writers we interview, by taking from them uh, their lessons, uh, their stories of breaking into the business, how they did it, um, what they're using, how do they write, where do they write, uh, what uh, what pieces of advice can, can they give. I think one of the um, uh, things we're doing now, we're really – branch down on our podcasts and i mean geez we put up we probably put like anywhere between two or three podcasts a week lately mm-hmm. and um what we've been doing with those is trying to instead of putting in a print form just hearing it from the writer's mouth you know hearing it from them is a lot different than just reading it and uh, one of the one of the things that really um one of the lessons that I, I got, I'm not a screenwriter, by the way, I'm a journalist. I, I just love you guys, but I'm not, I'm not out there trying to write a script or anything yet. Hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> but, but the whole thing behind it is I want to know when I interview somebody, you know, how they got to where they are, what did they use to get there? What, you know, what tools did they learn? What lessons have they learned that made their script or their writing habits better? Because most of the people we've interviewed, in fact, probably 99% of them, you know, they didn't make it on their first screenplay. They mm-hmm. didn't make it on their first try. They have piles of screenplay that have never been read or barely got read. Or maybe one of them that got them in the door to somebody who read it and said, okay, write this. And, you know, and that's where it starts. And good work befalls good work. And then the, the ball gets rolling. And then these people get more work and more work. And then they have a career. And... That's what we, you know, we're trying to to cover with the magazine, and uh, hopefully, as the months progress, um, we'll be implementing some new tools with the website. We're, in, we're we have plans to do that right now, which will make the website a little bit more of a more of a writer's resource. Um, and we're going to continue it that way. So I don't know. I think I hit on a lot of different topics all at once, and now I just got a frozen sugar-free vanilla that I'm going to suck on it on camera. It's <laughs> <laughs> really good. So anyways, um, yeah. So. yeah. Very, very cool. And, uh, and the last resource 
or second last, because there's another cool one that I'm going to say after this, um, is the TV Writer Podcast. Of course, I would mention that one. Um, in specific, relating, relating to social networking, the Twitter database, I encourage you to check it out. Over 700 TV writers on that database. You can find it at tvwriterpodcast.com. And very, very important in the small print at the top, there's an opportunity to follow the database as a Twitter list. And that means you can actually get the tweets from all of these writers in your um, Twitter feed, or if you can set up a tweet deck column just for those TV writers, just by following um, a couple of handy links at the top. So take advantage of that resource. Also relating to social networking, um, do follow me on Twitter to find out when people are being interviewed and get your questions in. We've had a number of people interviewed with no viewer questions. And that is a missed opportunity. And I'll tell you why, because it's actually happened several times before when I'm going to interview somebody on, on either one of my podcasts and people will submit questions for the podcast and they actually make the interviewer interested in the person who asked that question. So if you ask an intelligent question, you might actually set up a relationship with a person just by that question. Also, um, you can do something like you can submit a, a question in video form. If you have a webcam, you can record your question, send it in to me, and I can actually include your mug on the podcast actually asking the question. And most of the interviewees actually watch the podcasts back. Um, and I guess we're all a little vain, but, um, <laughs> and, uh, and so when they wa watch the podcast back, they can actually see your face again, the personal branding thing. What better opportunity is that than the next time they see you at a, at a pitch fest or a conference or something like that, they might actually recognize you from the question that you asked in the podcast. Um, and, and again, Anytime you want to send me an email and ask a question of one of these writers, or if you have a comment for them, take advantage of that. These are um, amazing resources that were not available some time ago. Um, and and obviously, I'd love for you to watch the podcasts. You probably are because you're watching this one. But you can you can find them. I mean, all all that stuff at at tvwriterpodcast.com. And there's lots of other great resources. Like there's a section. Um, on the links uh, on the sidebar of every page with at least 10 Facebook groups related to writing. And I will keep adding more to that. So, so there are other social net networking um, areas that I'll be adding as we go. And the last resource, the, the conclusion of this roundtable podcast is blank. You fill in the blank. Like I said in the beginning of this podcast, we're just on the cusp of understanding the massive opportunities in social networking. There are no, well, I don't want to say no books, but there are very few books written on this topic. Somebody write, might be writing a book about the thing that you did. So you're, right, you're a writer, you're a creative person. Think about a creative way that you can use Facebook or Twitter or something else like um, Jeannie and, and Jamie and Zach did with Script Chat, like Karen Walton did with Inc. Inc. Canada. There are tremendous areas to grow in using social networking that, you know, uh, us uh, 
more mature people. I don't know. <laughs> Can we call ourselves that? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes people younger that have grown up with um, all this technology can think outside the box in, in a way that we can't. So mm -hmm. do it. Find a great way to network. Find a new way that's that's better than the, than the things that we've come up with that five years from now, they'll be writing a movie about your social network. And uh, other than that, uh, is there any anything else that we haven't covered that you guys think we should add? Blogs. If someone, you know, like Jeannie has I was just going to say that. Uh, yeah, follow the blogs. I mean, you can learn so much. Uh, there's people, you know, there's... Maybe you can help me, Jeannie, with the name because I can't remember it off the top of my head. He's um, doing the um, Nickelodeon uh, Fellowship for uh, TV writers. His blog is incredible. He's he's talking about his experience with the fellowship. Um, I had posted, gosh, it's been back in August of last year, about the different fellowships that were available. And to this day, it's had 1,600 uh, views. And I've never even for lack of a better term, Jeannie pimped it, except back in yeah. August. Um, but follow people's blogs. You can learn so much. John August is incredible. He's just got the most informative blog. Um, yeah. And you know, there's, there's so many blog resources out there too, that they, people are so generous with their experience and their information. Mm -hmm. Well, and also I would add to the blog thing is comment on people's blogs because that's how you build a relationship. It's also how you can get your opinion on writing and your opinion on the business out into the, the vortex of the world out there. And also you're building, you know, you never know if you come like, like John August, you comment on his blog. You don't know if, you know, I'm sure he's reading some of them. He's probably not reading all the comments, but you're still connecting with you. A lot of times you can click a thing that says, um, notify me when any other comments are added to this blog. So it's much like you were saying before about Facebook, mm -hmm. where you can be notified and, and be part of a dialogue. And um, I can't fully talk about this gig yet, but I can tell you that I have been asked to write for a new TV show um, based on building a relationship by commenting on this person's blog. Wow. And it's, it, it can app, you can develop true friendships and respect. I mean, that's what happened for us. We had a very similar philosophy on the business, which wasn't always, um, PC, you know, and we were open about the way we each felt and, and we had a lot of respect for each other and, and it developed into a friendship and, and a job opportunity. So you, you never know what is, um, what is out there? Who's reading it? And, and I also have to say, I know that a lot of people use Twitter to vent, um, and to spew things. I certainly have about the Catholic school priest. <laughs> There's mm. no question, <laughs> but I try to follow the rule, not to tweet anything, not to put anything on Facebook, anywhere out there that I wouldn't want to see, be comfortable seeing on the front page of the paper. Right. I basically have, um, a pretty thick skin. So I'm pretty comfortable with a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't have a problem with my flaws being aired and, and I'm very open about mistakes I've made. So I don't have a problem with stuff like that. But, um, if I wouldn't want my father reading it, I'm not tweeting it out. And, and <laughs> that's, that's, that's the rule I live by. Hmm. Yeah. 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 And I would add to that rule. Um, there are eight year olds on Twitter. Yes. So, uh, your father and your nephew, Yes. And your employees. And your employees. And, and your employees. Please employer. don't have them follow me. Yeah.
<laughs> and especially especially with Twitter, as much as it could be um, tough to find old tweets, I heard that every single one of them is archived now. Yes. Yeah, they, they are. archive yeah. tweets. Yeah. yeah. And and so um, your employer five years from now can find out what you've tweeted. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Well, I am self-employed and want to be fired. <laughs> so um i will just have to follow the rules based on other people's problems yeah yeah well and the, and the blog thing is a is a great topic of discussion too because um there are so many helpful things out there that other people would love to know about and so again we, we you don't want to be a tweeter who's only tweeting links but if you find a great blog and again that you vet it you 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 read it and you think it's awesome do comment on the blog, but also tweet it. Put it on your Facebook. And and when you are finding a lot of these and people see that you're finding a lot of them, these and generating great um, content, then uh, you're much more inclined to be followed and, and interacted with. Um, and also, if you're so inclined, do a blog. I, I, can I interrupt really yeah. quickly? I'm sorry, about links. Yeah. Um, and, and, I've, and I have ranted on Twitter about this. And do not auto DM people. When someone follows you, you, auto DM is so insincere. Hmm. Um, not only that, don't send people unless you're telling them ahead of time and letting them know that you're sending a link to them that's personal to them. Uh, don't DM people links because that's how people get viruses. You no, know, and another thing, this happened to me yesterday. I think I tweeted about it too. Um, they have these stupid Twitter validation services now. They're like these third-party oh, things. Yeah. Like I followed somebody yesterday. Then I got a DM from, well, just to prove who you are who you are, please follow this link and validate yourself through this system. And I'm like, dude, I'm not going to jump through five hoops just to follow you. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I don't either. And, and, you know, don't, like, just, and don't just click chill. those links because it could yeah, be a no, I don't. I, was just, I just think they're annoying. Yeah, absolutely. And on that note, when you do post a link, don't just post the link. Because links are typically shortened, and so they, you can't look at it and see what the website is, what the address is. Mm -hmm. And so always, 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 if you are posting a link on your Twitter or Facebook, do a comment explaining what you're linking to. Otherwise, people just won't click it. That's same same for Follow Fridays. Don't just post a bunch of people's names in your feed with a Follow Friday. If you want someone to follow somebody else, give them a good reason to follow them. You know, when people post, you know, follow Friday with 15 names in them. I'm not going to go through all of those names and see why I should follow them. But if you give me one and you say, oh my gosh, this person is hilarious or they're so informative, I will actually take the time to look at that person's feed and probably follow them. If it's a bunch of them in one in one link and you didn't give a reason for it, I probably won't even, I'll probably just ignore the tweet. Well, one of the things that I do is that I don't really participate that much in Follow Friday um, because on my blog, I have a page dedicated specifically to Follow Friday where I do that. I give the person's name and a paragraph reason why you should follow them, what value I found out of them. And I always put a link to their website or, or whatever it is that they've got. Um, sadly, I have not updated it in a very, very long time. <laughs> so I need, I need to do that. And I will, once I'm done with this deadline, I'll go through and I'll update it. But then, then I tweet out a link 
my one follow Friday is tweeting out a link to that list. And, and I have people separated into here are the screenwriters, here are the novelists, here are um, filmmakers, here are musicians, here, you know, like whatever it is, so that people can just go to the target of what interests them and find maybe find some new people and understand why they why I think they're so great. And that's what I do, because I don't like filling people's feeds with a bunch of follow Fridays. Yeah. At GC Geek does the same thing. It's mm-hmm. a, he has a really mm-hmm. good blog post for follow Fridays. Very, very yep. cool. And uh, of course, um, all the participants of this roundtable are on Twitter, and uh, I will post all of the Twitter addresses in the description of the podcast. And so when you do watch this podcast, if you look at the text on the page, you'll find out how to follow uh, Jeannie and Jamie and Joshua and myself. And I encourage you to do so because we're all very active in the community and um, can help you get connected with whoever you want to get connected with, at least within the limits of our resources. <laughs> yeah, uh, and we and, and you know that, and and the amazing thing is, and and you guys can all um, absolutely confirm this is it it's it's such a mutually beneficial thing, and you make friends like you. Mm-hmm. I, I've never met like I, I mean my Chuck podcast. I've done I think eighty six episodes now, and I've never met my co hosts. But they're great friends. That's just weird. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, I, like, I wanted to have you guys on this podcast because we just have have been acting, interacting on Twitter. And and I just saw you guys are, are, are people who have something to offer on this on this topic. You know, uh, everybody has that opportunity to to set up um, that kind of. I don't know what you call it, but um just, it's kind of a friendship in a way. My husband yeah. makes fun of me when I call it friends, but for the lack of a better word, it's a friendship. I mean, it, it's yeah. not a face-to-face, but it really is. A, it, it's a friendship. Just be warned. Some of us are prolific tweeters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So be warned. Yeah. And, uh, and perha- I've had people unfollow me because I tweet too much, and I'm totally cool with that. If I still like them, I don't automatically unfollow them. I still follow them. Mm-hmm. And, you know? Yeah. And I talk I, a lot. And, and perhaps one, one place to end it would be something that we haven't mentioned yet. And, and one of the reasons that I've heard, um, actually one of the most frequent reasons I've heard, is that people are afraid that social networking will take too much of their writing time. Mm. And that's one of the... It can. Yeah, one of the biggest... Oper- um, I mean, I, when Facebook first came out, one creative friend of mine called it Crackbook. Um, mm-hmm. be- it's true, because but- it can swallow your time. Mm-hmm. And so that's up to you and your personality, um, your work habits. You have to figure out what it means for you. And say, so, so, you know, Stan Lee um, tweets at night. He has a certain time, eight o'clock every night or whatever it is that he comes on Twitter and he tweets something. If that's all you do, great. Uh, everybody knows to watch for Stan Lee at eight o'clock. <laughs> and so, <laughs> you know, I mean, if you if you just tell everybody, I tweet at night, put that on your bio. Um, then, then you can, you can structure your writing time in such a way that you, um, that it's not swallowing your time. And so all of these advantages can be available to you without taking away from your, your writing. I think it also depends on your, your style of writing. Like I can write, I, I like white noise in the background. So to me, Twitter is just the white noise in the background when I write. And when I wrote the first draft for slavery by another name, I tweeted all during while I was writing it. And I would, and, but that was part of my strategy. 
I tweeted with the hashtag slavery by another name. So that people would, at first they thought I was talking about writing being slavery by another name, (laughs) (laughs) but, but it was so that people would be engaged in the story. You know, Mm. like I would talk about how, Oh my God, the plantation owner, wait till you see what he just did, you know? And, and then they would be like, Oh my God, I can't wait to read the script when you're done. And, and I tweeted throughout the whole thing. And, you know, but it worked for me and it did not distract me from my writing, from what I was doing. It actually kept me focused and um, to know that there were people there cheering me on, waiting for me to say, I just typed the end. You know, you can use that energy to propel your writing if you're smart about it. Yeah, I like seeing I like seeing on Twitter when especially in the script mag feed, I like seeing writers uh, tweet, OK, 10 pages today. Or, yeah. you know, it's a little motivational thing that they do. And sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll tweet a script mag, you know, go for it. That's great. You know, good luck. Break a leg, blah, blah, blah. But I, I like seeing that little um, motivation thing going on. And then at the end, when they say, you know, finish, I finished 12 pages today. Can't believe it. Or, you know, this, that, or the other. Sometimes I'll even DM people just simple messages just to congratulate them on stuff like that because that's important. But I can totally yeah. see how Twitter can be a time suck. And a distraction for those who uh, can't focus. The other thing that I use Twitter for is actually to focus me. Like I will specifically get on Twitter and if I've been just putzing around or being procrastinating, I'll get on Twitter and say, okay, I'm going to do a 30 minute writing sprint. Who's going to do it with me? And a whole bunch of people will pop on and say, me, me, me. And then that's it. I'm like, okay, go. And we write for 30 minutes, no tweeting allowed, no distraction allowed. You just focus and write. So I actually will go to the source of distraction for focus. (laughs) well that's just just how i mean that's one of the great things about eugenie is that you not only that but you've utilized twitter into different you've morphed it you like it's like play-doh to you you changed it in these different ways and one minute you're creating a a dinosaur the next minute you're creating a you know ball and it's like i'm really happy i'm really impressed with how you've um utilized the medium in ways that i don't think many people have thought about thank you very much you're very welcome I got balls of steel, steel, Josh. (laughs) Yes, uh, and apparently, uh, according to Graham's intro, you do have balls of steel. I do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, um, unless there's any other last thoughts? That's it. I'm good. That's it. Well, thank you so much to Jamie Livingston and Jeannie Bowerman and Joshua Stecker. And boy, um, if people don't watch this one, I think they're missing out. (laughs) You got a lot editing. of editing to do, man. Yeah, good luck editing this down to an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no chance. It'll, it'll be almost an hour 40. Yeah, oh, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> and worth every minute. Yeah, worth every minute. So yeah, thank you so much so for putting up with this for the last hour and 40 minutes. And uh, I, I just can't wait to see what you're going to do on Twitter and on Facebook. And I hope that you connect with us and, and let us know. Uh, sh- Feedback on the podcast comment page, feedback on Twitter and Facebook. Let us know what you thought about our ideas. And if you have any more, we'd love to hear from you. But on that note, bye-bye. Bye. And that is the end of our roundtable discussion on social media and the writer. I hope you enjoyed this discussion and I hope you can put it to good use. Don't forget the homework on the table to read Chad Gervich's excellent book, Small Screen, Big Picture, and to send in your questions. You can send them in up to about May 6th or 7th, and 
Um, then you can get your questions answered by Chad Gervich, who also writes for Script Magazine. You send those questions to mail at tvwriterpodcast.com. Make sure to watch at the podcast site for lots of great new podcasts coming up in May. And have a great writing week. Bye-bye. Hosted by Gray Jones, the TV Writer Podcast is brought to you by Script Magazine and ScriptMag.com, the leading source for script writing information in print and on the web. And by Final Draft Script Writing Software, the entertainment industry standard for script writing worldwide. <laughs>